Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey, what's up, you guys? Jeff Cohn here with another episode of the Team Building Podcast, where we interview top team leaders and broker owners from across the country that are managing, leading, and running dominant real estate teams in their market. Today, we have a very special guest, Mr. Todd Ferris, coming to us out of Indianapolis. Um, I still rock Thomas's quote, which is, don't apologize for being awesome. So, Todd, welcome to the show and tell our listeners why you're awesome. Yeah, I'm really sorry about being awesome, guys. Uh, it's <laughs> nah. Hey, I, hello everybody. I'm Todd Ferris out of Indianapolis, and uh, I yeah, I started in this business in 2008. Um, I was really smart. Uh, I was a high school teacher, and I had a student threaten to stick a chair up my backside, and I was like, I don't know if I like getting paid for this. So, <laughs> so you can't fight them gonna... back, or else you go to jail. Well, can't fight seventeen-year-olds. We had, we had, when we got trained to be teachers, one of the things was if you're getting beat up, you're not supposed to retaliate. You're supposed to curl into the fetal position. I was like, nah, that don't no, work. thanks. <laughs> Which then later I broke up a fight and had to get blood tested for six months to see if I got oh. a disease from that dude's blood. So that was fun. <laughs> uh, so that's what really makes me awesome. Nice. Um, so no, I started in 2008. I uh, got out of teaching, called my dad and said, I'm getting into real estate. He said, you're dumb. Uh, you should watch the news. Yeah, uh, dude, my grandma uh, cried when I told her. 2007, she <laughs> cried. She's like, "Oh, he failed. He got his college degree for nothing." <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, so, but it was good though. As you learned, you learn by fire, and uh, it's trial by fire, which makes us better agents today. So, so yeah. that's why everybody here needs to go through a recession. Uh, just don't do the one that we did. Yeah, uh, we were born yeah, so in a recession, baby. We were born in. <laughs> I'm like, bring it back. That's all I know. Bring it back. <laughs> So and then, uh, yeah, so then basically started growing a team and got to today where we're one of Indianapolis's top brokers. And uh, we've got a team of 25 agents, seven staff. Uh, we're in a traditional brokerage here in Indianapolis called the FC Tucker Company, but we're a non-traditional team in terms of that model. We have, we're kind of, in essence, a brokerage within a brokerage. Yep, yep. And people call us that all the time at Berkshire. Uh, how many units did you do last year or will you do this year? And if you know, yeah. gross volume and gross yeah. commission income. Yep. So we did 267 transactions last year. Uh, we did a total of volume wise, it was like 56 million. So we're not high end by any means. Mm -hmm. um, we're producing a lot. We've got in our recruitment model, we usually recruit newer agents, which means we're going to start that lower stuff and then build lower up. price point and lower units. Yeah, but exactly. then it just becomes so, a numbers game. Yep. Yep. So and we are on pace this year. Uh, I'd have to check again, but I think we're going for 300 and then uh, we're pushing to get about 65 to 70 million. Okay. So price points going up a little bit. And then obviously units are going up as well as we grow. Cool. Well, I know a lot of our listeners, we get over 10,000 downloads a month. And I know a lot of our listeners are not at a place in their business where they're gunning for 300 units and over 60 million in volume. So that's awesome. You're able to build um, your sandbox in such a way that allowed you to yeah. bring in new agents rather than going for the veterans, which most brokerages do, and be able to train them up and get them to a place where they can create positive cash flow for your organization. I love that you said you run a brokerage within a brokerage. And one of the things that really stood out to me where I wanted to focus a majority of our conversation on today is yeah. work-life 
balance. Yeah. I know I hear that term all the time, but I have a really hard time finding high D driven individuals in our space that actually have a true work-life balance. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I know we talked yeah. earlier, and I don't know if you want to share it with the audience, but you've got some, you have four kids. Well, yeah, we do. So I will tell you, um, I have not perfected the work-life balance. I am working towards it. I'm, I will always be working towards it, but, um, but I feel like I do pretty much, uh, I do better than others. I won't apologize for that either. Um, but <laughs> we, well, we, people, uh, people say the word balance and they think it means equal. And one of the things yeah. I like Gary Keller wrote the book, the one thing, and he talks about, you know, make every, have the one thing in every area of life to help you succeed. And he doesn't say that means equal amount of time. So when you're going right. to work for eight hours, that doesn't mean you're coming home and playing with your dog for eight hours. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now for us, the, a lot of us, so the team that we built, we're coming, we're hundred percent virtual. None of us work from an office. Uh, and a lot of that is because we want to be, we want to be preaching and teaching our agents to be working from home so they can spend more time with their family. But there's a kind of a nuance that comes with that when you're working from home. Your kids kind of see you and they think that you're working all the time. And so you've still got to create separation, create boundaries. But the nice thing is if I want to break and go play soccer with little Jimmy, which by the way is not one of my kids. Uh, <laughs> so just whoever that little Jimmy guy is. Uh, but if I want to go play soccer with Jimmy, I can stop and go work and stuff. Yeah. So, but that speaks to what you're talking about, the distractions. So yep. You got to limit your distractions. You got to be able to really kind of hone in on what you're doing. But it gives you so much more opportunity to enjoy some of those finer moments of life when little Susan, which also is not one of my kids, decides that she wants to go for a bike ride, something like that. So yep. At some no, point, I'll play with actually one of my kids. Um, <laughs> You're playing with all the strangers. This is getting weird. <laughs> so, you know, I, I was in a situation when I first got in the business. I was 23, had a 12-month-old baby, Jocelyn, and that's her actual name. Jocelyn, all right. And uh, there was a lot of pressure for me to step up and provide for the family. And I think there's a lot of agents that listen to this. I know there are that feel that same pressure. So when you start talking work-life balance, it's almost laughable. Like, nope, there's no right. work-life balance. I have to work to, to be able to provide. But what I found when I chose to step away, I actually took off Sundays from day one in the business. I made that yeah. God day, family day, no work day, no open house. And everyone's like, you're crazy, dude. That's the day people want to see houses. That's the day you host open houses. Right. And I worked traditionally for six years as an agent, but I took that day off and I, I always did a better job come Monday to reset and recommit myself to six days. So it doesn't have to be Sunday, but pick some times in your week where you can right. dedicate that time to your family, little Jimmy. And if you don't have a little Jimmy, Toto, or to, <laughs> or to nature or to your hobby or to spending time with your family. Um, no one looks back in life. This came out of the book, The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. One of the top five regrets was working too much and not spending yeah. the time doing what you truly want to do. And we all say, well, I'm working so that I can do those things. And we right. say that our entire life and then we die. So just start doing those things now and put yeah. time on your calendar to do it. And then you'll work around those events within the calendar. That's called time blocking. Yep. Yep, exactly. And I kind of hope that on my deathbed, I'm just going to throw everybody for a loop and say, man, I wish I, I worked more just to really throw them off. And then hopefully that's the I end. I wish I had worked more, man. Everyone's <laughs> like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's not. No, we, we, we do it. I mean, the big thing for us is just setting boundaries. And, and that's both your family, your clients, everybody. If you start answering phone calls at 1 a.m., then your clients are going to know that you can talk at 1 a.m. And so if you want that separation, if you want that work-life balance, you just got to create the separation, create those mm. boundaries, let people know. And and they'll, they'll respect it. They always do. I mean, you get that one Joe Schmo agent that's going to give you some slack. But Agent or right. client. Goodbye. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's big, man. You you respond to a text at 8, 8 p.m. or 6 a.m. You've now taught them you'll respond to text messages. And when you don't, they'll feel like they've lost something. So definitely set those expectations. I always tell people, look at the other industries that you look at as professionals, doctors, dentists, lawyers. They're not responding to your text message at 9 p.m. at night. They, you don't even get right. to communicate with them. You communicate with right. the admin. Yep, exactly, exactly. So you got to create that separation. You'll, it's hard as a new agents. We both probably went through it. I mean, I same thing when I was first going. I felt like every time I got a text message or a phone call, I had to answer thing right away. And and my even like my spouse Megan, who's one of my business partners now, um, she would kind of like support that. You know, the phone call came through like, oh, you better go answer that, and which was fine because we didn't know any different at the time. But we just realized over time, as you become a veteran, you become old and wise, you start to realize like, oh, I don't have to do those things. And so, so I know that you new agents out there won't listen to me or Jeff, <laughs> but darn it, we're telling you you should, because in about five years, you're going to be saying the same thing to somebody else. Totally. Yep. And it was fun when you get to a point where you're so empowered that you can fire clients. I remember that yeah. being a fun day. I went on a listing presentation <laughs> and I was charging at the time, it was a buyer's market. I was charging 7% one year listing. Um, and they're like, well, I'm only going to go five or four. And I didn't even want the client. I could already tell they were going to yeah. be a nightmare. I said, honestly, yep. I, don't, I don't really even want to work with you. And then they totally flipped their script. They're like, well, we'll go seven. We'll go seven. And I had to keep it up. I was like, holy cow, that worked. And then I'm like, well, fine, I'll, I'll take it to seven. <laughs> it sold in like a week. And it was a success story. But it's so interesting how you come, you take control by showing them you're not scared losing them. You're a more successful salesperson by showing someone that you don't fear losing them. And that's the abundant mm -hmm. mindset versus a scarcity mindset. And it is scary when you need that commission check to cover your next house payment or right. electrical bill. It's tough to not feel like you have to respond to every little thing, but it's as simple as just simply saying to your client, Hey, I respect your time. And I'm sure you'd respect mine. Here are the hours that I usually will try to take off to spend with my family. No yep. one can test that. And it's usually 4 PM or 5 PM to 8 or 9 PM when little Jimmy gets put down to bed. And then you right. can let them know, you know, I'll check my texts at nine o'clock and I'll try to respond. If not, I'll get back to you first thing the next day. Yep. Yeah, my business partner, one of, so I've got two business partners, Terry and Megan. Megan is my wife. Terry is our uh, best buddy from college. Terry actually has his phone on full-time Do Not Disturb. So nobody except for his wife can call through. All the phone, all every uh, everybody that calls him goes straight to voicemail. And so at the beginning, he struggled with it. But once he realized how to sell that to everybody and just understand, like, let them understand, listen, I, I work a proactive lifestyle. I'm not going to work a reactive lifestyle. I'm going to work on my schedule so that I can work on your listing and get your things sold and not have to answer every phone call that comes in. Yep. And so he just sets that expectation. And sure enough, nobody has any issues with it because he said it from the beginning. Yep. I love it. I've done that my whole career. Uh, it was impossible for me to answer every call. And so I have my phone. I do not disturb. I allow my contacts. It'll, it'll vibrate my phone. I never yeah. answer because then it teaches people when they call, I will answer. I don't yeah. like voicemails. I tell people text me. I don't like yep. voice text messages because then I can't check it while I'm in a meeting. I don't yep. know why Apple even has that as an option. The little one where you hold it and you leave a voice that. And then I don't like bomb bomb <laughs> video messages because you have to listen to them. I want something I can just read it, like voicemail that does yeah. the voice to text. Yep. And that's yeah. the easiest way. And to your point, like I'm not I'm gonna be proactive. I'm gonna choose when I call you, I'm gonna choose when mm -hmm. I text you, I'm gonna choose when I respond to your email. I'm not gonna do it because you contacted me. And I know that that's the right way. And that's how you time block. You say, Hey, this hour every day I'm gonna do text messages, or this hour every yes. day I'm gonna do my email.
Yep. Cool. Yep. Let's dive back into down. the team. We talked about how you guys kind of go after new agents. So let's sh shift the script for a minute and talk a yep. little bit about how you support new agents. I know within my organization, if I bring in any agent, veteran or new, they still go through what we call agent launch. And we make this available to all of our coaching clients. We have 150 coaching clients and we have a product that's called Team Leader Live Stream Coaching, where any agent um, that's on a team within the team that we're coaching, any of their agents can have access this, to this 12 hour course. And it's like, the 12 bullets that we think are the most important to get an agent assimilated into our organization, not just sure. as a new agent, but just to understand the culture and the expectations with contract to close and all of those types of things. What are some of the processes that you guys have put into place to help you take on new agents? Because I know a lot of our listeners have this challenge where they're bringing on new people and they don't have the time that they need to dedicate to help that person get up and running. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, we, we we're heavily heavy believers in hazing, so we just beat the living uh, poop out of them. But no, we uh, with our agents, it's it's all you know from the beginning. And there, I'm sure there's a really wise expression that sums this up. But you know, if you put in the time in the beginning, then you won't have to worry about the time at the end. And so if we train our agents right and our brokerage does a great job training, but then we double down on our personal training within the team. So if you have those things in place and you can train them right in the beginning and you teach them how to fish, then they'll be able to go out and do it and they become less of a headache later. And that was one of the issues that, um, and I won't say they're all headaches, um, <laughs> but one of the issues that I ran into, like if you looked at my team as it, we had three phases and the first phase was pretty much no accountability, no culture. It was just kind of come onto the team, do your own right, thing. Let's figure this out. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And that failed miserably, you know, and that failed with me having to talk a client off the edge and not suing us. And it's like, all right, that's not going to work. So then I was like, all right, we need to have more accountability, more of a foundation, which included the training and the systems and everything, which was great. And it brought our team to the next level, but we didn't have the culture. And so that was something that we realized that we were missing. And so we fired a couple agents and then we brought in, we started recruiting people that fit our culture. And now we have the foundation, we have the culture, and now we've had explosive growth over the last couple of years with agents coming in and, and selling homes. And That's so awesome. a lot of that, again, training up front, making sure that you establish and you know who you are and that people are going to do things your, the right way and your way. Yep. No, that's awesome. You know, one of the things I've noticed across the board with all highly um, successful teams is that they have coaching and training as part of who they are. And it's yeah. funny because a, a tr every team should have a coaching element and be a coaching organization, at least for their own people. And so yep. our elite real estate systems coaching launched organically out of demand because a lot of indie teams, you know, even teams that were part of large franchise broker shops, didn't have a formalized training process to keep their agents accountable. They certainly didn't have a team leader training process with team leader right. content to help that team leader be an entrepreneur. And that's where we launched uh, ERS team leader training. So anyone listening that wants more information about that, go out to our website, EliteRealEstateSystems.com, click on learn more. And then also I wanna throw an invite out. We have our first workshop of 2020, the next decade. It's the last uh -oh. Monday in January, 2020. That's our team building workshop. It's a full eight hour day in my office and you get a download of what helped my team scale from 70 to over 700 sides in just six years, making us the fastest growing real estate team in history to our knowledge up to this point in unit sales and the number one team at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services in the world. So for attending that event, it's 997. You get access to our Google Drive, a private Facebook page of other attendees that have come. We've had over a thousand people come out to that. And then day two, we're offering an investment workshop. If you go to day one and pay full price, you'll get the investment workshop 50% off. 
investment workshops, a second day, all day intensive uh, workshop that helps show you exactly the systems that we've implemented to take our investment business to over 70 doors in, the, in and around the Omaha area. We're buying over 100 doors a year keeping a fourth as holds and then selling off the other. So we've had a ton of success with these. We had 30 people this month and then we had about 25 people come out last month. So if you want more information about both of those workshops, you can come to one or both. Um, go out to EliteRealEstateSystems.com, click on events and you'll see that on Eventbrite. All the details are on there. If you have any questions, you can message me directly on Facebook um, or on Instagram. Yeah, and we in Indianapolis, we are selling meth labs uh, left and right right now. So it's indymethlab.com. Indymethlab. <laughs> Todd Ferris said it, not Jeff Cohn. That's it. <laughs> nice. Hey, Reduce how does rates. someone get in touch with you, Todd, if they want to say thank you for the time you gave to everyone today and or it's an agent in your market that wants to refer business to you or wants to join your team? Yeah, so we are uh, Ferris Property Group is actually we got branded cups and stuff that I'm drinking out of. But uh, uh, Ferris Property Group is the name of our team, and you can find us out of Indianapolis. You can find us on Facebook and uh, YouTube, Instagram, all the fun places. MySpace, I think we're still on MySpace. MySpace, uh, but, that's out yeah. there still. <laughs> I don't know, but hit us up. You can awesome. find us there, and then I'm a, I'm a team lead, so you'll find my stuff everywhere. Todd Ferris at FerrisPropertyGroup.com or Todd at FerrisPropertyGroup.com. Cool. Uh, and uh, yeah, man, hit us up. We'd love to chat. Cool. Another really quick announcement. I have been working towards over a hundred reviews on iTunes. We've been pushing for that for about the last two years and we just hit 101 reviews last week. So thank you so much to all of our listeners that jumped on and reviewed us. Now our goal is a thousand reviews. So we only have 899 to go. If you could take a minute and you haven't reviewed us yet, only on iTunes, we would like reviews. So if you're a Droid user, uh, disregard. But if you are a Apple user, please go out to iTunes. Just scroll down um, on the Team Building Podcast episode and pick five stars and then give a quick shout out to whose episode you enjoyed the most or to Todd. Of course, that should be your favorite one so far. That's and right. uh, thank him for the time that he spent with us today. But hey, over 100 reviews is pretty awesome. If you search Team Building on um, iTunes from your phone, I usually come up second to Tony Robbins. So I can't complain about that. We're in a great spot right now and we're driving a lot of traffic. Everybody wants to know how to be an entrepreneur. So this will be the last topic we'll spend talking about today, Todd. Um, we were able to get into work-life balance at the beginning of this, talk about how to create a foundation for new agents to thrive. And then um, the third topic um, and the one that I think that uh, most agents are going to want to focus on most is just how to stay diligent and take, you know, take your team to the next level. So I think the biggest yeah. challenge is you get to this spot of 200 deals a year, 300 deals a year, 400 deals a year. How do you see growth when you get stuck in the 200s or the 300s right. or the 400s? I, I know there's a lot of people that listen that tell me, Jeff, I've been doing 400 deals a year for six years or a hundred deals a year for six years. So what does it take to break through to the next level? Yeah, we found our our business kind of goes in a rhythm like that where we'll have a peak and then we'll we'll plateau and then we'll peak and then we'll plateau. And I think a lot of that is, you know, again, we're not trying to brag or anything, but like a champion's mentality of you you do so well and you get such uh, great accolades and then you kind of rest on those laurels and you go, you forget about the things that got you there. And agents, new agents do it the same. They start getting busy with business and they stop lead generating. And so it really just comes back for us. It's multiple things that we've already talked about today. It's continuing to train on the things that got you there. So the time blocking, making sure that you're dedicated. The one thing. The one yeah, thing. Exactly. 
exactly. So if we focus on those things and you stay focused on that, and then we as a team can motivate you or as a leader of the team, we can motivate you to get to those things and do it the right way, yep. then you'll continuously excel. And so, so that's what, that's the big thing for us is just making sure that we're doing a job motivating and training and then you're doing a good job on your part, actually getting the work done. Couldn't have said it better. Yep. We're in the exact same boat. Um, we believe in helping them set goals based on the life they want to live, based on the income mm-hmm. they need to live that life, and then have key performance indicators like how many calls they make, how many contacts they get, how many appointments they go on, how many executed contracts, how many new listings taken. We track the activities that are going to help them to be successful. And what we found, and I know you'll agree, is that over long stretches of time, if an agent chooses to be consistent with making the calls and going on appointments within mm-hmm. six to 12 to 18 months, they will start to see the results. They will start to have success. The agents that aren't willing to be consistent are the ones that don't succeed and exit the business. And that's a, that's 95% of agents within their yeah. first two years, they're out of the game because the traditional brokerage shop has failed the residential agent. They have not done a good job mm-hmm. coaching, motivating, training, holding accountable. They're just simply a numbers game of getting bodies in the door and yeah. their fiduciary responsibility, in my opinion, should be to helping that agent, but they're not, they've failed. So that's yeah. why I see a lot of teams having a lot more success than the typical broker. And as a team, you make a lot more money than a typical broker from a revenue, um, net revenue standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, my team is so tired of hearing me talk about this guy, but back when I was a teacher, I was also a baseball coach and, uh, the, my head coach, his name was Dick Alter, which is a, a crazy name. Uh, but he coach Alter, he always had this one expression that he would scream at our players with it's a, it's a simple game. You know, you throw the ball, you catch the ball, you hit the ball. Like it's a simple game. And for the last year I have been harping with our team. It's a simple game. Simple it's a game, numbers guys. game. If you go, if we train you right and use our processes and yep. you hold the right amount of open houses, you call the right amount of sphere people, you write the right yep. amount of let all this. If you just yep. do the simple it's steps, easy. It's, it it's is a simple. numbers game. It's it's simple, but it's not easy being consistent. And there's a lot of distractions in this world. And you see a lot of other agents doing a lot of other things. And there's lots of podcasts and lots of books and lots of opinions on how you should spend your time. And because there's so much noise, you end up floundering and not being great at any one thing. Um, My success manager, Andy Cuny, is also an owner of our coaching company, says it's like a a slot machine. He's like, what if you were guaranteed if you pulled the slot, you know, 100 times or 150 times, you'd get a $5,000 payout. That's what lead gen is. We know for us, we've been tracking analytically for eight years. It takes 150 calls. This could be people coming through an open. It's just opportunities. 20, 150 right. times talking to a decision maker to get one executed contract. And then it just becomes a numbers game. And if you look at what you're worth per hour, it makes sense. In real estate, your average commission in your market is probably four or $5,000 gross. It makes sense to go make some phone calls or door knock or do an open house. But agents, when it comes down to it, are lazy and they're scared. There's a scarcity mindset. They don't want to put in the time and the work and the effort unless there's a guarantee. Well, welcome to a commission environment. 100% commission rewards you for taking risk. So what I believe is I think as we go into the 21st century, 95% of the agent that exists today that does make 17 grand a year and does seven transactions, they will become salaried employees. You will be able to tell them when to go on the appointment, when to show the house, when to sit in the open. Mm-hmm. They'll get 2000 a month and a tiny little $50 you know, bonus every time that you have an executed contract. Agents like you and I will still go out to the field. We'll still get our 6% or 7% commissions. We'll still be compensated for taking risks, but most agents won't. And to stay relative, you'll have to be on little, little Navy SEAL teams like ours where you can shift with every change of the market, mm-hmm. where you can invest in the best technology and make it available to your entire team. So we have fun times coming. I'm excited. Bring on the next decade, baby. 
That's right. Bring it on. <laughs> Bring it on. Well, hey, Todd, it was awesome to have you on the show today. Again, uh, to our listeners, give Todd a shout out. Be sure to message him. I am him, Facebook, whatever. He's on everything. MySpace even. It's amazing. That's right. Um, go there. on to iTunes. Let's get to a thousand reviews. You're going to still keep hearing me talk about it. There's never going to end. Um, go on there. Give us a five star. Give a shout out to Todd for the awesome interview. We really appreciate you coming on the show, Todd. And just as a thank you for being on the show, if you're interested, I would love to invite you and a guest to come to our team building workshop the last week in January, free of charge. You'll obviously have to take care of um, airfare and, and hotel, but we'll make the workshop available to you for free. Just would love to have you as part of that. So we can talk Ooh. privately on that after the fact, but anyone that comes on the show, we bring them out to the workshops for free. Awesome. I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on. Awesome. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. No problem.